Hello, you are on the Transfer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Today Agbola. We focus on the life of Jesus Christ, the fathers of the faith, both who serve as witness in the time of the Old Covenant, looking forward to the days of Christ, and those who are apostles during the life of Christ, who are witnesses to the resurrection life. And then on to the early fathers of the faith and men in contemporary times. And our goal is to glean wisdom for us to apply contextually as we find ourselves in similar situation in our day. Our prayer is that as you join us in these discussions and this conversation, you will hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and you will apply those wisdom to your life and live a life worthy of commendation by God. So join us as we go in this journey together. Last episode we talked about some of the issue related to the paradox particularly we ended with the issue of the delay between when the paradox sequel situation happens and when God shows up to use his power and then we were explaining that one of the P's that we identified the letter P to describe the word that represents that experience is that there's a principle by which God operates where God cannot deny himself and he must always be who he is in all situations in acting to either resolve a situation by his power or not to. Today we're going to continue on that uh, particular thought and move to other issues. And we'll pray the Lord will bless you. I was talking now about the, the principles that sometimes can allow for delay because God must be must live by integrity, meaning he must be whole, he can't deny himself. All of his character must be at play in his decision to use his power at any time in any situation, given his own plans and purposes. Do you have any thought on that principles of, of, of how God operates that can sometimes allow for a delay in the paradox we experience? Yeah, so for me, um, I, I think the key lesson there, if you ask me, is to ensure that while all of that is going on, I'm paying attention to my own character formation. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm paying mm. attention to my own character formation. Mm. All through the scriptures, um, I think one other person that one way or the other, we could also describe his own life as <laughs> as a paradox is Joseph, right? Joseph. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 it appears that what he saw in his dreams, it appears as if God's plan um wasn't going to come true at some point because the things he went through uh, were like almost direct opposite of whatever he thought was going to happen initially, right? But in mm-hmm. the process of it, you see, you see the kind of person he became, right? He moved mm-hmm. from a child who would naturally have some form of exuberance, who is excited about so many things to the point where he can be a carer for someone who can care for people. He could form the attitude of forgiving people. So 
I, I, I think while God sticks to his own principle, as he will always do, I'm the one that must watch to make sure that the character formation that I'm supposed to be a part of is not cut short. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because that, that leads to the, the next, actually connects two of these P's that I'm identifying for this delay, which is the next one is the plan that God has for Christ. And the way I want to connect both of these principles oh. and this plan for Christ is Romans chapter 8. And this is a very important thesis for, for the, the book, that book that I was working on, on, on the, 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 the Odyssey concept. It's the idea that in all that God is doing, his ultimate goal is to conform, is for his son. If you read Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 20, I think around 29, thereabout, saying the same way the Spirit also joins to help in our weaknesses because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with his with unspoken groanings. And he who searches the heart knows the Spirit's mindset because he intercedes for the saint according to the will of God. We know, verse 28, that all things oh. work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those who foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he will be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he justified, those he justified, he also glorified. So what I'm bringing out there is that when it seems that there's a delay, it's because the purpose of God that God is trying to actualize is part of his plan for Christ to make him the firstborn among many brethren. And what that means mm. is that we all are conforming to the image of Christ. So in the midst yeah. of the delay, and you're going through the path to get out of this seeming paradox of your life, always remember it is a character formation, or you might call it a transformation work that God is doing in your life as well. And that transformation work is complete when either in a specific area of your life or a couple of uh, areas of your life, you are conforming more to the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, that also leads now us to the next thing. And then you, okay, I understand. Okay, there's a paradox, this is why it's happening. What do I do? So that I can go through this paradox successfully. Olede, do you want to talk about things to do uh, as we go through this paradox? Yeah, so we could we, we could talk about it. And um, the things that come to mind has to do with prayer, our commitment to prayer when, when, when things don't uh, seem to be the way we want it to be. You know? We started the podcast by saying that our God is powerful, He still does miracles, He still intervenes today. So when we have those situations that we're not happy with, we're not supposed to raise our hands up and say, oh, we are hopeless people or we are helpless people. Because we are not. Mm. We are people, we are citizens of a powerful kingdom. Our mm. God is active. He knows what He's doing. He's at work at all times. So, but we, we, we need to be able to speak to him about what's going on. We, remember, we mentioned the idea of James and Peter, right? Yes. Um, James was, was, was killed by a wicked king. And Peter was held because God has a different plan for Peter. The church prayed. The Lord God responded and delivered. 
So today we should not give up on the on the on the the offer that the Lord has given to us to call unto Him. What comes to mind is uh, Peter's admonition to the Philippians. I mean Paul's admonition to the mm. Philippians in chapter four uh, and verse six, where he says. Um, he tells them that uh, do not be anxious about anything and trust me when when those times come that we we are facing what looks like a contradiction to what we have preached or what we believe that's the time when anxiety comes in but paul tells them no do not be anxious but in everything by prayer supplication with thanksgiving Right, so that mm. is we're combining prayer, petition, praise, all of mm. it going up to God. He said, mm. Let your request be made known to God. The result is in verse 7. I think we're going to get there later because yeah, yeah. that is the that is the essence of, mm. of it. So, when we are going through, what should we do? Prayer, petition, praise, and reject anxiety. Mm. That's what he mm. said. Do not be anxious. That's when anxiety want to. Um, yeah, reject anxiety. But I think we also should connect to some people in our lives who can be of help. You want to, you want to say something about that? Yeah, yes, yes. I think, first of all, I want to re-emphasize the issue of what you said, the prayer, the petition, the praise, in that, and rejecting anxiety in that Philippians 4.6. The truth of the matter is, we think that prophecies and purposes always come to pass automatically. But I do mm. understand that Jesus taught us, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. And that was Jesus' model of prayer, meaning prayer is God's way of actualizing his wills and purposes on the earth. So yeah. we must be people in the midst of our pain and paradox, must be in, intensify our prayer and pray without ceasing. That's what the scripture said. Say, man ought always yeah. to pray and not to lose heart and not, and to, not to faint. Think. Yes. So, yes. and then of course, pet, definite petitions and praise in the midst of now. Connecting with people in our life, I kind of capture it with two words, connect with the parents and the preachers in your life. Now I use the word parent because I'm thinking from the story of Jesus when Herod was about to behead him. I'm thinking of the story of Moses when uh, Pharaoh was about to kill all the firstborn. Both of them mm. were saved by parents. And this could be our spiritual fathers, our mentors, our disciples, depending on which were your pastor, people who have spiritual oversight on you that could nurture and help guide you through that period and season of your life. But also, what I call the preachers in your life does not necessarily have to be pastors and spiritual parents. They could be fellow believers who are encouraging you. Remember in the book of 1 Corinthians 14, one of the things the Bible says prophecy does in the New Testament is that he edifies, he encourages. And he said mm. he wants all believers to prophesy. So we're simply saying connect with those people who are people of God who can speak into your life. The Bible says those who rejoice, rejoice with them. Those who mourn, you mourn with them. And he's talking to believers. So the preachers in your life are those who can speak words of encouragement. Either because they themselves have been through similar situation or they themselves I've had experiences that put them in a position to speak into your life. You know, when I was younger, my church pastor then in my church would teach us that, you know, it's it's easier for people to listen to you when they know that you have been through things that they have been through before. 
said when you go to somebody who is mourning, I think he called it then the, uh, the ministry of presence, you know, way mm. back. He said, you go to somebody who is mourning and going through our time. The first thing you need to do there is not just talk, 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 talk. You will talk. But first of all, go there and just stay there. If they are crying, if they are mourning, if they are wailing, don't stop them. Just make sure they don't harm themselves. Said it's healthy. So he, I think he, he studied, he had a, a degree where he studied on counseling and all of that. He said, just let them cry. Let them talk about oh, all the things they want to say. Why is this happening to me? Just like the friends of Job and Job, right? Except on the other side when they started talking nonsense, right? <laughs> just be around and let him say, whoa, where, where was this? Where was that? Why was God doing this? You're crying. Oh, I miss this person. And he said, as soon as you notice that they, they make a sigh and goes, <sighs> said, that's about the time where you want to let them know that you can identify with that too and tell the story of your own loss, your own challenge and how you don't wish it for anybody, but it's it's just one of those things that happen in life. He said, somehow, as soon as if they hear that you have been through a similar experience, what typically happens is that the person's just their high just become big and they want to hear. How did you navigate mm. it? How did you go through that? And so you that you are going through a similar experience of paradox, open up to those preachers in your life. Those who you know have gone through experiences, may not, maybe not the same because you might not know, know two people who have the same exact experience exactly the same way. But similar painful experience that they can relate and empathize with you and open yourself to let them speak into your life, encourage you, come around you, which is one of the ministry of the church, right? And when you yeah. allow and connect with parents and preachers, which again are believers who are today to encourage you, it helps you to navigate that period of pain. Before I go to the next thing that may be what you could do in that time, Olede, do you have anything else in your mind on that, what to do? Yeah, so this, this uh, as much as I want to jump onto something else, I feel like this idea of ministry of presence is, uh, is key. And uh, unknowingly, um, I've seen a couple of times that um, we are probably not as good as we should be in this ministry. Mm. Um, there are times when all that we should just be is to be present with people mm. but we want to we want to preach at them mm. sometimes being with people being present in their lives being there for them um goes a whole long way to to let them understand that it's not over but you see there's a way we go into people's lives and quote all the bible verses that we know Sometimes it doesn't speak to the situation. Sometimes it doesn't uh, help in any way. So the challenge for me uh, today, and I guess for everyone listening to the podcast, is okay. Let's even just say that for a moment, you are not on the receiving side of this. If you find yourself in the privileged position of being there for someone, trust the Holy Spirit to help you to apply the right method. Being there, that's not the best of time to, to, to let people know how much of the scriptures you know. <laughs> Maybe just yeah. listening to them, just like you said, Tunde, just being there, just listening to them will help people open up. Because one reason why people will want to keep to themselves when they are going through pains 
is that some people by past experience have seen that impute from others has worsened the situation. You don't want to find yourself in that situation. Yeah, so it's a challenge there that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Brother, yeah, I think we're not, we're, not, we're not moving yet on that. Feel like, <laughs> yes, we're not leaving that yet because I, I want to read what, what I, I believe is the ministry of the, the parents and the preachers in the light of what we're saying now because sometimes we think being a preacher in this session is about preaching. Yeah, it, it might involve that at some point, which is to encourage. But I want to mm -hmm. read you to you what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And mm. how you could speak without speaking. Mm. So, but I'm going to read it all the way from verse 5 to the end mm. of chapter I mean, verse to the end of chapter 1 of 1 Thessalonians. So for mm. our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power, in the Holy Spirit and with much assurance. I'm reading from the Old Man Christian think, Standard Bible, HCSB. He said, for, he said, you know what kind of men we were among you for your benefit. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, when in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with the joy from the Holy Spirit. So, believers going through persecution, right? But because mm. of the assurance they saw from the life of Paul, not just in words, somehow yeah. Yeah. They, they, they receive what he was going to say in joy. And then he, what further he said, as a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. But the lost message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place that your faith is gone as in God has gone out. So we don't need to say anything. Mm. For they themselves reported to us what kind of reception we had from you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from coming wrath. What I want to bring out there is the twice that Paul said, not with words only or without saying a word. Yeah. Just the presence and the assurance of somebody knowing who you are, a parent in their life spiritually, or a fellow believer that they know love and care for them. And they've seen oh. your life and the example of the demonstration of the spirit and the power and the, and the assurance of the faith they've seen in your life. Just being there and they just looking at you can actually do a lot of work of bringing joy to them in the midst of it, right? Yeah. It can lead yeah. to a point of where they can actually find consolation in, by the presence that you bring. So with, that's really, really a powerful thing. Just being an example and being there and being the helper of their joy is yeah. one thing that is needed in people's life when they go through this paradox. And I, I, want, I want to say, except people already have something to say, I want to move on to the issue of what I would call walking in the spirit. Mm. When you are going through this paradox. And the way I'm going to talk about it is pretty interesting. It's, yes. it's going to lead us to something you and I have talked about outside of this podcast, podcast that you have not mentioned, but, but we still connect to prayer. It's in Ephesians chapter 5. 
Mm-hmm. If you see chapter 5, if you start reading from verse 15 and we'll read to the verse, verse 21, it kind of captures all these things we have mentioned in summer also. The whole idea of prayer, praise, the whole idea of uh, being present and having pre- pa- pra- uh, parents and preachers in your life. So it starts by saying, pay careful attention, verse 15. Then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So I'm going to imagine that is the idea that certain things that look like evil can happen to a person of faith, right? And then he said, and then verse 17 now says, so don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is, meaning God has a will and a purpose. When you are going through apparent contradictions and what look like pain, suffering, evil, or a paradox in your faith, where it looks as if the power of God is not dealing with the problem, don't be unwise. God Mm -hmm. has a will. He has a purpose. And I might say, if I read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, I think, he said, God, and I think verse 11, in him we are also made in him we were also made his inheritance predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will so knowing the will of god is the best way to actually access the power of god to change the situation amen find peace through the process and the path of getting to that purpose because you know the reason why there is a delay is because God has a will and God works everything see going back to the issue of the principles of God and the plan for Christ and God's integrity everything God works he works it according to the counsel of his will so don't be unwise find out what the Lord will is and then verse 18 and don't get drunk with wine. This is pretty interesting, you know, lady. <laughs> I think we are not going to leave this very soon. You know, the Holy Bible said, Talo, I'm about to speak my Yoruba dialect. Who has redness of high? Who has sorrow? Who should you give strong drink to? Right? It is a person who is going through pain and sorrow that naturally wants to go after wine to ease the pain. It's 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 called the uh, a peace that comes from denial. You are feeling mm. okay because you numb yourself out. But in the denying process, reality. exactly, you're denying reality. But in the process of being drunk with wine, you do many terrible things more. You do more harm than good because you want to deny, so you get drunk in wine. You get yourself so drunk that at least if I'm not thinking about it, I'm fine. But that is excess. That's debauchery. That's what the Bible says. He said, don't do that. Actually, it says, which leads to reckless actions. So, in the midst of sorrow, pain, paradox, and things that seems not to make sense, people resort into things like wine. And I can tell you, for those people, for the moment, they feel good. But then by the time they wake up, they have pain, more pain. Probably fell into the yeah. gutters. 
probably punch somebody in the face, said things in your life that you shouldn't have divulged out, and you create mm. more pain instead of having peace. And then verse mm. 18, Father now said, but, which is where I said, walking in the spirit is what you must learn in this period. Say, but yeah. be filled with the spirit. Now comes to the practical things that you need to do to be filled with the spirit. You know, sometimes we talk about being filled with the spirit. We have all kind of weird thoughts about what it means to be filled with the spirit. <laughs> when you read the old man Christian study Bible, after he said, but be filled with the spirit, <laughs> after he said, but be filled with the spirit, he puts colon after that statement. As if to say, this is how to do it. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. You got it. Number one, speaking to one another in Psalms. So that's another P there. Engage the Psalms. <laughs> Amen. And you know, brother, you are talking about Psalm 69. Mm. <laughs> right? Which, which, as an example, yeah. you can open there, you can open yeah. it. Just to give yeah. an example. That's why I said, I think God is helping us again today. We're not going anywhere yet. Speaking, so when when the parent and the preachers, if you are the parent and the preacher, in the life of somebody going through a paradox, here is what I believe God wants you to do: engage them with the psalms. Brother, they give us give us an example of how the psalm itself can serve a ministry of presence, how the psalm itself can serve as consolation, how the psalm itself can serve as a place of prayer, and of course we will get to praise. It seems to me that the Psalms is put in the scripture to help us deal with this paradox in many ways because the Psalms is full of very paradoxical statements. Mm. So you mm. want to read Psalm 69 to whatever you want to read it up to just for our audience to add a sense of what that looks like. Yeah, so because I, I think there's a whole lot inside of inside and uh, it is not a mistake that... Uh, that were directed to, to, to the Psalms. If you look at that Psalm 69, actually from the beginning, the whole, the whole idea is someone that is going through struggle in his life. Mm. Think about it from verse one. It says, save me, O God. I'm reading ESV. Mm. For the waters have come up to my neck. Mm. <laughs> I know what that means. If, if you if you are into swimming, if you if you are if you just get, I mean it's it's it's, I, I it's not a very uh, easy thing to say, right? Uh -huh. The waters have come up to my neck, like I'm deep in it. In verse two, it says, "I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold." Mm. And there are times even in our own lives, some of the things that you have preached, some of the things that you have held on to, situations come to challenge it, right? Mm. It's almost like, okay, now you've preached it. Let's see. Is it working for you? <laughs> mm. So he said, I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. Mm. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes go dim with waiting, waiting, mm. waiting for my God. Mm. waiting for my God. And it goes on and on. But you see, there, there, there is even some parts there where, okay, look at verse 8, where it, it, it looks like this mm. person is, is missing the ministry of presence. Mm. He said, I have mm. become a stranger to my brothers. Mm. 
an alien to my mother's sons. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that. So to, to me, that's like it's missing the ministry of presence. It's mm. like everything is crashing on him. But he finds he finds purpose inside of it as well because in verse 9 it says, For zeal for your house has consumed me. Mm. And the reproaches of those who reproach you are falling on me. That's quoted in the New Testament at some point, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 13. Look, just let's just go mm. to verse 13. Mm. It says, But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord. Mm. That's prayer. At, mm. at an acceptable time. Wow. At an acceptable time, oh God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, that is mercy, right? We spoke about mercy sometime mm-hmm, ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the abundance of your mercy, of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. So this is an example of mm. the psalm. So if we, if he says we should sing psalm, if he says singing the psalms, encouraging ourselves with the psalms, is a way to go. Mm-hmm. This is a practical example. This is something I have practically meditated on in the past week. You can, yes, you can go on and on, but I just yeah. want to bring that, back brother. There is, if you go Psalm sixty-nine, Psalm seventy, <laughs> just hey, listeners. Some of you, I think, again, I'm still going to pick on those who condemn the Old Testament a lot. I'm sorry if I'm <laughs> if I like. I think Paul said for me to repeat the same thing again and again is it's not bothersome for you. It is good. Look. Jesus quoted from Psalms. Actually, yeah. after after his resurrection, okay, he was teaching people from Psalms and the prophets what was said about him. We will not have known that Jesus was the Messiah in some sense without some of these books. For example, Psalm 22 talks about the crucifixion. I, I hope it's 22 or 122. Describing the crucifixion of Jesus way before the Roman soldiers invented the cross and it was so perfectly matching. Yeah, Psalm 22. Yeah. 22. On the day of Pentecost, Peter was quoting from Psalm talking about how he was talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Even though it looks like David was just speaking <laughs> to about himself. He said, you have not left my soul in Sheol. Oh. So the Psalms are filled with not only encouraging truths, but principles of oppression in the midst of this paradox, but also to see how this path of people change. And it's prophetic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that I'm, all of this truth we are learning here, in some sense, is converging in a proper understanding and engaging of the book of Psalms. Yeah, yeah. I remember in my own experience with my daughter's situation, it was then I really appreciated the book of Psalms because I could relate with every single word. Mm. I mean, in this Psalm 69, you can see somebody say, wow, I feel like I'm dipping in a miracle. I feel like I, I become a stranger even to my brothers and all the things you were saying. If you are okay. going through pain or paradox, engage the Psalms. And if you know somebody, speak to them in Psalms. And I love that scripture. It says, speak to one another. So it's not a one-way street. Yeah. The two-way traffic. Yeah. And then it says, sing yourself in Psalms and then hymns mm. and spiritual songs. 
I've seen people who, who believe you're a Christian and you can't sing in church. What? At least, in case you are the one that says, no, everything is hymns. Like some of us grew up hymns and I love hymns. I say sing hymns. Hymns are part of my favorite. He said there's another kind of song you can sing. It's called spiritual song. And you, you go find out what that means. <laughs> whatever genre whatever genre you think that falls into you, you decide but whatever the case take psalms and find hymns and find spiritual songs and sing it in the midst of your paradox I have lived this out in my own experience it changes everything some of those hymns captures basic doctrines of our faith sound doctrine not sometimes some of the songs that people sometimes sing and you don't even know we're supposed to be a christian song where you are repeating the same word that means nothing again for young people we know for job body and to use their energy we may allow them to do those kind of things but those of us who have gone deeper in the faith knows that there's there's more to it than just repeating one word and, and just jumping and jumping you know jumping is okay i jump i dance but i know there is something deeper than that. Beyond yeah. the music, which the Bible encourages, as you will see later, it is the content and what that does to your soul, how it lifts your heart from here to God, that ultimately matters. I feel like I'm preaching. Yeah. Olude, cut me off a little bit, and then I can go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's exactly where we should be going uh, because it's it's very easy you see this is how this whole thing is getting um across to me we seems to have formulated an idea of what we think uh, a worship service should be and mm-hmm. so what happens is that people come in they show all those expressions and they go back home in the very uh deep sorrow that they've been they've been with during the week right mm-hmm. but he's saying here can we get practically involved in everything we are doing? Mm. Can we be presently present? Mm. If we are doing, if we are doing hymns, can we do it well? Mm. If we are singing spiritual songs, mm. whatever that is, can we do it well? <laughs> so that it's it, it, it's not we, we don't just do things on the on the on the surface because it is when it goes deep that's how our lives become coherent. What we do. Um, at home, what we face every day becomes what we can praise God about, what we can pray to God about openly. That, that, that's how it's getting across to me. And I, yes, and I think what you're sharing there is, is deep. Yeah. And then he went further, in case you think, what is spiritual song? He says, singing and making melody and making music. That's A-I-H-S-B. I think Amen. he didn't say melody. Singing and yeah. making music to the Lord in your heart. And I think that's what you were alluding to already. Be presently yeah. present. Let your heart, yeah. if it is jumping, yeah. let it be genuine. Yes. If, it, if the genre you are singing is the genre somebody thinks is worldly, but it's just a genre, let the content of the song be genuine scripture from, say, Psalms, hymns, or understanding of Christ that you have. But let it be from your heart, not to people for entertainment, not for impressing yeah. others, but to the Lord, and I, I dare say to you, if you are going through real pain, you don't care about nobody looking at you. You want to get out of the pain. And that's why people go after wine, right? Mm. And some people who have good morals, we just say, I don't care. You don't know what I've been through. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. 
But instead of wine, there is another kind of wine. It's called the wine of the spirit. And how do you engage it? Speak to one another in songs. Speak to one another in hymns. Speak to one another in spiritual song. A brother is going through something. I remember I was taking music in high school, in secondary school, that we call it. And the person who taught us music was then the, I think, the national music director of one of the denominations in Nigeria. I don't want to mention the name of the mm. church. Because, mm. And he was the one teaching me the music class. We were learning about, about the F clef and the bass clef and all, all of those kind of things. And he said, there are certain songs that are meant for the time of, I think they are called dirge or something, times of sorrow, yeah. where you just come in and you just sing. And he sang with this very rich baritone, deep voice. And I was, I still remember it today. The, the song entered somewhere inside of me. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was a kid. I wasn't going to sorrow, but the way he sang it. And what I, I remember that and I'm thinking, when you find a brother going through something and you don't know what to say because you should say nothing, you can sing. I remember one of pastor friend of mine lost his son. And when I called him, all I could do was to sing Domwen's song. Lord, you seem so far away, a million miles or more, it feels today. Though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now, that is hard for me to pray. But I don't know what to say, I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace, with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest times, through the sorrow and the pain, I will sing. And then it goes on. So that's all I did. And for somebody, that's all they need to hear. You are not, you are not preaching as it was, yeah. but you are preaching. Wow, what a time. This is where we're going to stop for today and we will continue on the rest of the conversation next week. This was a long conversation. We had to stop here for the sake of the podcast time. Next week, we'll continue on the rest of what it means to walk in the spirit and how that helps during the time of contradictions and pain in the life of a believer. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom.